hello students this uh, particular lecture is deals with the gluconeogenesis basically gluconeogenesis is to understand about the glucosynthesis from the non carbohydrate intermediates and this talk would deal or detail about the energy efficiency of glycolysis and the gluconeogenesis and the gluconeogenesis pathway as such and what is the bypass energy in efficient glycolytic reactions so in a broader perspective we would be dealing about these things in this particular lecture so let me go into the basic concepts or uh, let me give you a brief idea about the gluconeogenesis so gluconeogenesis is defined as the biosynthetic pathway for the formation of the glucose de novo that is not glucose from glycogen a regular stored form in most animals the gluconeogenesis is a metabolic pathway that is actually responsible for the generating glucose from non carbohydrate carbon containing substrates such as pyruvate lactate glycerol and glycogenic amino acids the formation of glucose molecules from various carbon skeletons is often necessary since the vital organs namely the kidneys they exclusively utilize glucose for the atp productions the gluconeogenesis it is the process that occurs chiefly in the liver while a very limited extent of the reactions occurs in the kidneys as well as in the small intestine but that requires specific physiological conditions however in addition to glucose the brain derives its energy from ketone bodies via acetyl coa and shunted into the tca cycle the glucose requirement of the brain in an adult human being is about 120 g which accounts for a majority of glucose needed by our body on a day to day basis the amount of glucose in the body fluids is about 20 g and that readily available from the glycogen is approximately 190 g this is for your information these glucose reserves are sufficient to meet the day to day glucose requirements but 
under conditions of longer periods of starvation glucose must compulsorily be formed from non carbohydrate sources so that is what you know we are more interested about well um the preliminary carbon skeleton in gluconeogenesis is mainly from the pyruvate lactate glycerol and the amino acids namely alanine and the glutamine as i told you before so the gluconeogenesis and the glu gluconeolysis are the two mechanisms that help in maintaining the blood glucose levels in our body so as i've told you this is a continuous process the process mainly occurs during fasting starvation low carbohydrate foods or intense physical training the process is highly endogenic but due to coupling of atp or it could be gtp hydrolysis it ends up to be exogenic okay for gluconeogenesis from non carbohydrate precursors of glucose they are first converted into pyruvate or it enters the pathway at later stages of glucose metabolic pathway such as oxaloacetate and dihydroxyacetone phosphate this is what it happens then the lactate is primarily formed by skeletal muscles when the rate of glycolysis outnumbers the oxidative metabolism the conversion of lactate into pyruvate is catalyzed by lactate dehydrogenase during starvation the skeletal muscles break down the proteins and thus amino acids are derived from the those dietary proteins the reactions constitutes the core cycle wherein a pyruvate is synthesized from lactate in muscle tissues and in another reaction of transamination in muscles alanine is formed from pyruvate the amino group released is reduced in the form of urea the reaction are popularly called alanine cycle both of these core cycle and alanine cycle reactions allow generation of the pyruvate and thereby favor the entry into the gluconeogenesis i'm just putting it into a nutshell you know of actually how uh, the core cycle the alanine cycle everything integrates the pyruvate as such you know into the gluconeogenesis then the hydrolysis of the triacylglycerols in the adipocytes yields the fatty acids and glycerol glycerol acts as a precursor of glucose but animals are un uh, unable to transform the fatty acid residues to glucose glycerol can either enter the glycolysis or gluconeogenesis through dihydroxy acetone phosphate so this is what um you know the actual uh, thing that happens during the glyco uh, gluconeogenesis 
so um as already told you is gluconeogenesis a kind of reverse glycolysis so we need to clarify this glycolysis is a process that is anaerobic breakdown of glucose metabolism into pyruvate and further into tca cycle intermediates yielding abundant energy for bodily purposes so what happens here is generally reactions of glycolysis are reversible under cellular environment except the three reactions which have a large negative energy in the forward directions and thus they are essentially irreversible so since we are discussing the glucose generations that is the de novo for the gluconeogenesis pathway it becomes necessary that we bypass these reactions there is no need of these things so the three reactions are referred to as the bypass reactions so which are the three reactions that is the conversion of glucose into glucose 6 phosphate conversion of the fructose 6 phosphate to fructose 16 biphosphate and the formation of the pyruvate from the phosphoenol pyruvate these three are the reactions which are referred to as the bypass reactions two of which are kind of simple hydrolysis while the third one involves the action of two enzymes that is the pyruvate carboxylase and the pyruvate carboxylase carboxykinase so what are the general reactions of the gluconeogenesis the process of gluconeogenesis is you know generally not a very cost effective one from the energy point of view as oxidation of glucose through two moles of pyruvate finally yields a mere two moles of atp while generation of glucose via the gluconeogenesis consume at least 6 moles of atp at various stages the gluconeogenetic reactions which occurs in the mitochondria are conversion of pyruvate to oxaloacetate and then further from oxaloacetate to malate from cytosol pyruvate is transported across the outer mitochondrial membrane involving a voltage dependent porin transporter while transport across the inner mitochondrial membrane is by a pyruvate transporter protein called the monocarboxylic acid transporter one and a hetero tetramer transport protein complex while oxaloacetate after reduction is converted to malate and is transported to cytosol by a malate transporter 
in the cytosol oxidation of malate into oxaloacetate takes place another reaction that is oxaloacetate is converted to phosphoenol pyruvate by enzyme phosphoenol pyruvate carboxykinase and then as an intermediate it enters gluconeogenesis pathway the reactions consumes energy in the form of gtp that has energy equivalence to atp next is the reaction wherein one mole of glyceraldehyde 3 phosphate needs to be isomerized into dhap and then further upon a condensation reaction gives one mole of fructose 16 biphosphate a reaction exactly reverse of aldolase enzyme action in liver hepatocytes glucose 6 phosphatase enzymes allows free glucose supply to blood so these are the reactions general reactions of the gluconeogenesis and as already told you there are three bypass reactions that is the conversion of pyruvate ino into the phosphoenol pyruvate via the oxaloacetate and the other two reactions as well so that is the second bypass reaction is the conversion of the fructose 16 bisphosphate into the fructose 6 phosphate and the third bypass reaction is the generation of the free glucose from the glucose 6 phosphate so this is about the gluconeogenesis in detail so students if you have any um kind of clarifications to be made you're free to ask me either through the whatsapp group or you can always call me thank you so much